Troops, welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast. Before we start this next instalment, I just want to quickly do my shout outs. But this this week, I'm going to do it slightly different. So, uh, for 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 the guest that I've got on today, which is um, a fucking absolute gent, a true savage, and just an overall top bloke, uh, which is Lee Lee Iberson. Now. Lee is doing a fundraising challenge for the Beards of Courage, which we talk about during the episode. Now, if I just quickly um, read out why they're doing it. So they're doing a bike ride from Bristol to Paris in aid of uh, Beards of Courage UK. Now, this is because uh, poor little Phoebe, which is one of the rider's cousins, has been diagnosed with cancer. Now, Phoebe is only two years old and she's the cutest, most beautiful little girl. And she has a absolutely adoring smile and is one of the bravest two-year-olds. Well, say that, one of the bravest people you'd ever wish to meet. A true warrior, a true hero and a true inspiration. So what I want you guys to do before you listen to this epic podcast is go to the Just Giving page, which is www justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Tom dash Davis 65. Go and see, go, go and click on that and donate. They're trying to get to the grand total of uh, £2,000. And I think these guys can get much, much more before they take on their ride to London to Paris. But that being said, it's now time to start this instalment of the Granite Zero podcast with, with Lee Iberson. Welcome to the Granite Zero podcast. This is usually where it all goes fucking wrong. <laughs> well, we haven't started off the best already. Oh, I know we haven't started off the best way, mate, but usually I think that I've got all the technical stuff out of the way and then we all turn into robots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to do that eventually anyway, aren't we? Yeah, mate, it seems like it. It does. Uh, first up, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Thank you, mate. Um, I feel a bit honoured and uh, humbled com- considering some of the guests that you've had on. And a bit confused because you've had some uh, pretty epic guests with like Phil Turner and uh, some of the SAS guys. I'm just just a bit of an idiot, to be honest. So we're all just uh, we're all apes anyway, mate. We're all apes. Oh, um, yeah. Now, like, I've, all, I've always said, mate, the, um, the Grand Zero podcast is for anyone, anyone that wants to come on. Whether you've got a story or not, 
basically what it is is my my way of dealing with my own issues in my in my noggin and having fresh new people to talk to helps me on my little fucking journey basically do you know what i think that is mate i think like i think a lot of us actually need that um one of the things that I, i firmly believe in is that we've sort of lost the art of communication um with, with you know whatsapp groups uh like social media everything's so instant so quick you sort of lose concept of tone um yeah you've got text language everything so i think i've sort of said this or put a post out about this during lockdown about like what i've learned and i think i actually miss making time to have like facetime calls with my friends to actually have a conversation and 100% I totally agree there and I've I've always been the, the same like it might just be the way my mind works if I if I'm already in a bad mood and I get a text that's quite short I read it as though I'm <laughs> I read it as though they're pissed off at me as well so <laughs> I read it in like an angry tone I'm like what the fuck's their fucking problem see and then, I, I'm one of those people that I'm very I come across quite blunt. I'm very black and yeah. white, um, and people say that I'm very direct. Um, and they often, especially through text, it sounds like I'm really pissed off with someone. When actually, in fact, you know that little lol yeah, yeah. means I'm okay. I put that <laughs> red light and everything up. You don't. You don't have to put lol at the end. Yeah. Lol. Yeah, I agree. Like throughout this lockdown period, you know. I think I've spoken to my dad more than I ever have. He'll just randomly FaceTime me. It's like, you're right. It's like, yeah, I'm right, Dad. How's it going? Yeah. The, the same with, um, well, my brother usually comes on the show quite regularly anyway. But um, yeah, with, with the missus' side of the family, we've been FaceTiming more. And I think the main thing was for, for the girls, really, because they, they felt the lockdown more than what me and the missus did. Yeah. Because they, you know, well, kids in general, aren't they? They they, they want to go and see their mates. They want to piss ass about at the park. And so have you been have you been homeschooling them? Yeah, mate. Well, I say I have. I haven't. Uh, <laughs> my 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 regular human job was still going, so I was still going into work. Um, but the missus, to be fair to her, she she's stuck pretty rigid to it. Like every now and then, she goes right. They're having a teacher training day today. But <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, the school has set up a, a thing on their website. We could click on it and it gives you everything that they would be learning. However, they don't tell you how they teach it. So we're I mean, still this is my in point. The, the noughties, nineties way of teaching. And the kids are like, what? Like, well, this is how you do it. You do it. <laughs> that, that, that's not how we've been taught, Dad. It's like, oh. I mean, I, I, I feel for the parents and the children during this time. Um, mainly because you know parents aren't taught how to teach kids like as much as we all think we're the greatest te teachers in the world we're not designed or like taught how to teach our kids in the same way that they are at school and to be fair the, the poor kids you're asking them to go from their place of like happiness where they can run around with their toys and the cartoons and you're asking <laughs> yeah. them to then work in that environment and that's extremely difficult, especially when they're so young. So, you know, I'm, it must be horrible for 
children at the moment to actually sit there, try and learn something when, I don't know, they're Action Man or they're Pokemon, <laughs> toys are, you know, yeah. that shows how old I am, actually, the Action Man heroes. Action Man, mate. Action Man's brilliant. I used to have loads of them. I definitely feel for, like, my kids, like, <laughs> because I've got zero patience when it comes to teaching. Unless it's um, sport, I can I can coach sports like like the back of my hand. That was basically what I uh, did during college, secondary school, up until I joined the military. Um, I was a coach. I used to coach. Funnily enough, I said it countless times. Even though I'm five foot six, I was a very good basketball player, and I used to coach um, all the younger years basketball at my at my school. That was my like thing. I was Tomo, the kid that plays basketball, basically. However, academia, trying to teach and them not knowing what I'm talking about <laughs> with my short temper doesn't kind of go. It's like, why don't you know it? Yeah. Do better. <laughs> I can imagine, actually. I, I, I don't think I'd be that great with children in that sense. Um, no, I, I think I'd be the same as you, actually. Like, I'm not that academic. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. okay at reading and learning for myself, um, but I'm not so sure and quite good at sort of passing knowledge on to people when it comes to, I know, like training or something like that. But yeah, if, it, if it's something you're passionate about and you know a lot of, then exactly. 100%. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, when it, when it like I've always been shit at maths. So trying to teach a six year old maths that I'm looking at it going, I don't even remember doing that. Let me get my <laughs> iPhone out. Yeah, I mean, that's I'd... always been a big thing as well, right? I I remember being at school and them saying you're never going to have a calculator everywhere you go. Well, you were wrong there, weren't they? Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've got well, we've wrong got more than me. a calculator. We've got all the answers. Yeah, exactly. Got the answers at a touch of a finger. Absolutely. And so it's only been a matter of time until that's installed into us. Let's be honest. Oh, With yeah. The way that I don't think I'd get... want want that in in my head no i'm i, I agree you're, you're one click away from going on to porn anyway so <laughs> <laughs> i mean i keep getting these pop-ups as we're talking and <laughs> yeah like youtube and whatnot <laughs> yeah well, well skype skype's listening to our conversation yes adverts popping up it's mad yeah. mate those adverts right so this is a bit of a Granite Zero exclusive as well. So talking about education, I've decided to um, do a bit of online training. So I've, I'm doing a, a life coach course and a depression awareness course uh, just so that if in the future I, I go on to some sort of uh, like motivational speaking sort of thing, I've got the qualifications to do it. Literally, I, I book these um, courses and then, like, not even seconds later, on my uh, Facebook feed is the actual course that I'm doing with the picture of it. And it's like, hang on a minute. Yeah. You weren't there before. <laughs> <laughs> the scariest is when you don't search it and it's just some a conversation that you've been having. Like, that's, yeah. that's the scary part uh, for me. I mean, we all, like, accept cookies and stuff, so they are going to sort of send what we're searching for so those adverts are going to come up and i expect that it's when i don't search it i'm just talking yeah. about maybe 
oh, I really like the new Hilux. And then next advert on Instagram is Hilux for £275 a month. Yeah, it's mad, mate. Motherfuckers. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Yeah. It's like it's, it's like, like when you ask Alexa, uh, are, you, are you listening? And then it just turns itself off. And you're like, oh, so you are listening. <laughs> you naughty bitch. I, I refuse to have one. I actually refuse to have one because... I don't know if you've you seen that film um, about uh, the guy. What's his name? Snowden. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Like the based on a true story. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And yeah. Like, mate. Like sketchy. I just like that's a rabbit hole to go down. That oh. we'll leave. Let's leave for another night. But Jesus. <laughs> like, believe me. Other than talking to you right now, I'm not keeping my laptop open at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're you're gonna have some stuff popping up, mate, for sure. For sure. So while while we oh, fucking hell, while we're talking, just be fucking knocking me arm out of the way. Bristol to Paris, come on. Yes. It, it's get amongst that. Okay. Um. So. Uh, my best friend and I, uh, Tom Cluck, we run a rugby team, uh, like a sevens rugby team oh, yeah. uh, called Empire. So if for, for people who don't know what sevens is, it's basically rugby union, but with half the players. So there's seven players instead of 14. It's it's an like um, so it's a much more expansive, fast-paced game. And we've got a team member, Tom Davies, who has become like a really, really close friend of ours. Uh, and he approached both of us um, saying how his girlfriend's uh, niece, uh, Phoebe, who's two, had been diagnosed with cancer. Um, Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, and he said, look, guys, I want to do something to raise money um, for the charity. Um, now, me personally, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of charities because, like, I don't think the money goes where it needs to. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss that when you finish your story. I've got one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be paying for some CEO's new Aston Martin, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but Beads of Courage um, have actually been instrumental in her sort of like recovery. Um, and she's still battling on. Um, she's like, I've actually got a, a little message from her. Um, Dad, if you don't mind me reading it. Oh, no, uh, of course. Go ahead. Mate. I'll sort of explain it because I asked him the other night. I said, look, I'm going to go on this podcast and, you know, I wanted to see what your side of it was. Um, I actually found this a little bit hard to read when I did it, so bear with. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Mate. <clears throat> I was like, hi, um, Phoebe is a very active, sassy two-year-old who is excited about her third birthday this month. She's always full of energy and nothing stops her from being the bubbly little girl she is. Phoebe has never complained about her journey and because she is so brave, it gives her strength as a, strength as a family. In February 2020, we took Phoebe to the Bristol Children's Hospital as she had been unwell and had a lump on the right side of her stomach. Within two hours of being at the hospital, we were told Phoebe had a Wilms tumour, which is cancer in and around her right kidney. Our world fell apart upon hearing that our little girl was so poorly. We stayed with Phoebe in hospital for a week for scans, tests and operations to insert her wiggly lines to allow Phoebe to start chemotherapy. Within five days of diagnosis, Phoebe started chemo. We were allowed home after the seven days and Phoebe had four weeks of chemo before further scans and surgery to remove the Wilms tumour. 
After examination, the Wilms tumour was classed as stage two and Phoebe would require further seven months of chemotherapy, of which was nearly, we are nearly halfway through. During this time, we were hit with lockdown and began some homeschooling with our son, Rory Jack. He's been an amazing support to his little sister and keeps her spirits high by making her laugh and encourage her to have fun. The hospital is pleased with Phoebe's progress and we would be so strong and we wouldn't be so strong as a family if it wasn't for our brave little girl. So that's that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I can see why you guys are doing it. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I put a post out the other day because I wanted people to sort of appreciate exactly what we're doing this for because I don't want it to be about the three of us doing the ride. Because um, I think if anyone actually looks off through my feed or follows my feed, I like to do stupid shit and like okay. fit, fitness like based stuff. So actually training for it is fun to me and you know it's going to be a good laugh. Um, what I wanted, want people to realise is we're doing this to help raise awareness for this charity that are actually helping little girls like Phoebe, you know, and I can only wish that if I'm ever in that position that I could be a warrior like her because I've never had to be a warrior like that in any yeah. situation. I'd like to think that I could be, but you never know. And, you know, she's an inspiration to us. So Yeah, definitely. And it's 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 crazy how strong children are when it comes to those sort of things it's like they take it in their stride like if yeah. if i was diagnosed with something i'd like to think that i'd be strong but knowing me i'd be an absolute baby like i cut, <laughs> cut my finger the other day in the in the in the sink on a on a uh, potato peeler and i was like a little girl mate i was like oh finger. <laughs> so like see I'm, I'm i'm a bit like my girlfriend would probably say i'm a bit emotionless at times because uh, i'm a bit i'm a bit stoic by nature yeah very laid back don't really let much sort of bother me unless it has to but you put anything like uh anything happens to a dog or if it's like a sad film i well up as quickly oh. as you can imagine so like a little it, girl <laughs> I, I i i totally um like empathize with you there because my missus has always seen me as a as a bit dead inside. I don't know if it was when I when I started having all my um mental health issues that I sort of closed myself off. So I was very much yeah, all right, lad, whatever. Like like say something like that that story you just said, I'd have been like, all right. But now, fucking hell, I I watch things like uh what was it britain's got talent or something there's a group of kids that are brilliant i'm like that oh they're so they're so talented um i think I'm the not that, you are <laughs> yeah well my miss we were watching afterlife the second one yeah and there's a bit there's a bit in it where he's um giving giving his wife a bit of uh, a bit of bants about her having her hair her hair gone yeah. And then all of a sudden he goes, but you're still so beautiful. But like, I don't know if it's whether I sort of relate to Ricky Gervais because he's what I'm a huge fan. But when he started crying, I was like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> and my missus was like, are you crying? I'm like, no, nope. <clears throat> not crying. Massive lump in my throat. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. It's, <laughs> it's funny what we like respond to because um, little little secret i absolutely love chick flicks 
um, they're my favourite. But I always have to check when something like gets to me. I always check to see if my missus is well enough as well. And usually it's not. It's me. It's just me first. Just you, mate. Just I know. you. I, yeah. I'm a so, big softy, really. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I don't mind a chick flick, like. like I can't, no, I I can't pretend honest. that I didn't download Pitch Perfect the other day on my phone while I was at work. Oh, well, that's sing along. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, although I am a bit of a maid of honor fan and 27 dresses. So, yeah. <laughs> Pulling them all out now. <laughs> but you put PS well, I love you in front of me. I'm a wet blanket. <laughs> wet blanket. So yeah. back to the um, the ride. I've got, I've got, I might have something that might um, help boost, boost the profile of it a little bit. So um, I'm a I'm a huge fan of uh, Brendan Sharp and the Fighter and the Kid. You might know Brendan Sharp from going on the Joe Rogan podcast. I do. He's yeah. a ex UFC fighter, now stand up comedian, and he's taken up riding uh, cycling. That's his new thing. But he's he's a big guy, a bit like a bit like yourself. So he's got a his own sort of bike thing at the minute. It's called the Thick Boys Bike Club. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, T-H-I triple C and then Boys Bike Club. And you put a hashtag and he tends to um, uh, like retweet or share it, but things like that. And I also know he's a giant softie like a pair of us. And when it comes to things like kids and, and having illnesses and things like that, he does a lot to support people. So I'll um, at the end of this, I'll, I'll ping you his... Um, his user and and the hashtag and whatnot, and okay. that might that might give a boost. I, I say that like I'm his best mate, um, <laughs> but well, he, he has commented to me a few times. But, but, yeah, but, yeah, it might it might just help being part of the Thick Boys Bike Club. Any any helps appreciated. I mean, and, uh, the response has been overwhelming. You link your uh, if you've got just giving or a GoFundMe or whatever it is or the charity, I'll put that in 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 the story. I'll put it in the um, on the upload. So when it goes onto YouTube and Anchor and Apple Podcast and Man, all the other, that will all smash through hopefully. And everybody that's listening, fucking donate. Don't be Jack. <laughs> Jack yeah, out. Of course. The, the support has been overwhelming, you know, like, and I can't thank people enough. Um, we sort of have a target of we want to try and get at least £3,000, really. Um, we're, I think we're nearly halfway there. Um, uh, but when, when, when are you planning on, on September 18th? On... That's the day after my wedding anniversary. I will. Congratulate you. The <laughs> Thank you <so> much. <laughs> also, yeah. it's also uh, the day after the, the. It's also the day after I left the uh, the forces as well. Why did you leave the forces? Uh, I left uh, for family reasons. So basically, I wanted to spend a bit more time with with my daughters and the misses. Um, at, at the time, I was serving we were still heavily involved in Afghanistan. So we were gearing up to go away on our fourth tour. And I was like, I don't think I'd go on another tour, especially with, I think, um, I think the missus was pregnant at the time for, with our second. And I was like, I don't, I don't think I could do it again, basically. Like, um, so when I, um, 
I, I did five and a half years. Um, if I'm honest, I wish I had done more, um, which is one of the reasons why I started suffering with with my uh, with my issues, because I never settled afterwards. I was always still thinking that I was serving, basically. Um, but yeah, it was it was a tough decision, but. In the long run, I, I believe it to be the right decision. You know, I think. Do you think, do you think things... it would have? It's it's hard to like say because obviously you you are where you are now. But do you reckon your issues would have amplified if you'd done? Yeah, long... yeah definitely. Um, uh, with with the a lot of people say things like, "How can you have such issues? You didn't. You weren't." blown up in an ID or whatever like that but when you're constantly over multiple months that I was away on tour you're, you're on constant alert you're on high stressful situations and I think all of that at the time you soak in you soak up and you never really relax and release it in, in my opinion um, and then when I came out I was still closed off. It was it was me missus basically that was like, You need you've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I was nah, I don't, I can't. But yeah, I, I mean, did. I I actually know quite a few veterans, um, and I actually really enjoy spending my time with veterans like the guy a lot of the guys that um you know team lakota um lakota outdoors yeah, yeah. um so most of them are either still serving or ex army or stew the owners uh, navy i think um and <laughs> I, i'm a bit envious if i'm honest uh I, you know, I know we messaged the other day it's um it's something yeah, yeah. The, the, the reason why i asked you was because you look like a veteran <laughs> i don't know if it's the the alley beard the hat the oh, t-shirt man, that's, that's the best thing. compliment you could give me right now is about the beard uh, <laughs> when I'm younger, yeah, it's only because i'm jealous i tend not to get people that can grow good beards on my show because i can't grow a proper beard oh, don't, don't, don't <laughs> from the coat on he's got the sickest beard they will wind me up that mine's not good as good as his um but as i was saying is I um I can't say I regret it, um, but the more I look into um, I don't know, sort of I read the biographies of all the like SAS guys and whatnot, and yeah, a lot yeah. of friends sort of say to me that I'm wired differently. Um, like I've just got this like nature or desire to like, push myself, and I switch off or whatever. And I think like my mindset is very much towards what the military would have like they would have brought the best out of me does that make sense yeah yeah, yeah definitely um it's um it, it does take a special type of person i would say i know there's a a lot of regular people that are in the military but you know the the company that i've sort of kept and and are in contact with through instagram and things like that we all seem very like-minded and even even some most of us civvies that i that i speak to like like yourself we, we all seem to be after the same sort of goals and and that that's the sort of company that you should keep i think and keep away from the fucking trolls and dickheads of the world that try and bring you down you know what i mean 
The problem is, especially with social media, is social media gives everyone a voice. Not everyone, everyone has got an opinion, but it might, like, I think the way I look at it is if you cast out a net and grab a hundred people, just a hundred, what is the percentage of chance that there's a fucking idiot in that group? It's a hundred percent. Yeah. There's always an idiot. That to everyone in the world, which the internet and social media has done, there's a lot of fucking idiots and idiots have opinions too. And usually... It's the idiots that the ones that have got the opinion that they shout because most people that have got anything about them don't bother making negative comments because they've got their own stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. They're too I busy. I think the one of my favorite as well about taking offence and and people's opinion. It's like that's your opinion. Mine might be different. You don't need to. You're not going to change my mind. It's my it's my opinion. Don't need to have an argument with me. Absolutely. <laughs> Like people have lost, like I said earlier, they've lost the art of communication and debating. Like for me, a debate is actually a good thing because it means that, say you have a difference of opinion to me, I'm open-minded, so I will quite happily allow you to try and change my mind. And if you don't change my mind, I might actually learn something anyway. So it's a benefit to me. doesn't mean I'm going to dislike you. Like, yes, that's that's how I see it. Like a, a debate just because we have a difference of opinion like i have views on veganism i have views on like racism if someone disagrees with me that doesn't mean that they're not a friend anymore it just means we have a difference of opinion and if you can change my mind i'm happy for you to do that and if i can change your mind great if you can't i'm happy to disagree but unfortunately we seem to have lost that or most people have it's a blame culture and everyone just wants to get down everyone's throats and just have an argument that's the it's that's the thing as well. Everyone goes straight to taking offence to things. Oh. Like I've said countless fucking too many things on this show that <laughs> possibly I can imagine would cause a lot of offence. And my my brother always he always jokes to me saying you're going to get kicked off YouTube for saying things like that and <laughs> things like that. Um, but it's like. Well, I'm going to air my opinion. This is yeah. this is my show, and I've said it. I can't remember which episode it was. It's my show. I can do what I want. If if you if you, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. Turn me off. That's exactly um, the place I got to with myself. Uh, sort of a while ago, I just got to the point where if you don't, I'm I'm comfortable with who I am. So I'm going to be me. If you don't yeah. like for who I am, I don't have a problem with that. Like that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that that was always my um my downfall was I always tried to cater to other people. Like same. Man. If someone didn't like me, I'd be like, why don't you like me? I'm a nice guy. You are upsetting yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's funny you should say that. That's a, that's a really similar thing that I I struggled with for many many years actually. Um, so I used to be like an amateur sort of competitive bodybuilder right and the reason the reason I got into that was insecurity actually I didn't one of the reasons is insecurity I didn't like how I looked um, so I wanted to change it also I'd been doing my career my job since I was 14 so I was pretty I was 25 when I sort of started bodybuilding so quite late anyway but I'd been 
doing it for such a long time, I was very good at it, but it was, wasn't sort of challenging me mentally. So bodybuilding gave me a like a focus, something I could learn. So I wanted to learn the physics, the biology, the chemistry of it and everything, as well as change the dynamics of my physique because I was unhappy with it. But straight away, as soon as you become a bodybuilder, everyone looks at you and treats you very differently. They judge you and they have this perception of exactly the person you're going to be. And I always felt for a long time that I had to like cater for that and I had to come across extra nice because people would yeah. look at me and they'd think that I was going to be a you know a dick you know on nights out yeah exactly that's exactly everyone who think everyone thinks that bodybuilders go to the gym and they think that they're the best and they're vain and they think they're better than everyone else and don't get me wrong there are some that are those dicks we all know them but yeah. <laughs> more insecure than everyone else really because there's something when you become when you bodybuilders because you want to change your physique because you're unhappy with it and then you become yeah. addicted to the fact and you have to accept the fact that you're never going to be good enough because yeah, you, you're, you're always striving for that perfect physique aren't you and it's like pretty much impossible to get that perfect absolutely physique and Every that that's it that's a big like um a lot of bodybuilders from from my experience that I've talked to and a, a lot of fighters and and things like that they have that sort of body dysmorphia as well don't they where they yeah, they really. think they're smaller than they are or like I've I've had it before where it's the opposite where I look at myself and look f feel like I'm a fat fucker like really fat like yeah I've I've got a few extra pounds but I look at myself sometimes and I'm like fucking hell you fat cunt. <laughs> and then my missus is like what are you talking about it's like well look at me she's like yeah i'm looking at you <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah look see that's the thing so you, you... and then yeah there's a there's a girl that i used to train when i did um um it was called park fit um which is a bit like an outdoor sort of military boot camp style training okay and uh, she was obviously she had a, a really big uh, body dysmorphia sort of problem where she she always thought she was bigger than she was and i was always telling her look, look you're you're tiny you and then she's like well i need to go on a diet no you don't if anything you need a good meal yeah like, and then i would try and give her tips and things like that and she would like do it for a week and then she'd fall off and then be like I've eaten loads of Maltesers today. I'm. I feel like I'm really fat. It's like, oh fucking hell! Okay. Here we go again. Yeah, <laughs> Mate, it's 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 a hard thing to deal with. If I'm honest, um, like yeah. I get it a lot even now. Like I'm not what I was. I use my body now. I class it as an instrument, not an ornament. Um, so I actually like train to sort of perform now to be able yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah endurance pretty much for performance instead yeah, of just sort of ready to do anything anywhere anytime do you know what i mean like i never want my fitness yeah. to be you know something that would stop me i don't know like getting to my mum if she was like a mile away yeah, yeah i think um uh, tim kennedy who's a uh, a green beret and a ufc fighter former ufc fighter he, he's got one i can't remember the saying now like i train so hard so i'm the hardest person to kill or something like that 
I'll, I'll, I'll have to quickly look up the fucking quote because it's, it's a really good quote. Uh, give me two seconds no while worries. I Google this shit. Uh, Tim. Every time you train, train with the motivation and the purpose that you will be the hardest person someone ever tries to kill. I like that. I like that a lot. He's, he's got it. He's got. He's got his own clothing line with um, a group of um, army rangers from America. Um, Ranger up, I think it's called the uh, clothing line, and that is one of them that's on the back of the t-shirt. I was like, I want it. Yeah. But I'm, I am a, I'm a sucker for, like, a gym T-shirt, even oh, if I'm not okay. training. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many T-shirts. Well, like... My missus is like, why have you bought another T-shirt? They're so cool. I know. They're just cool. <laughs> just the logo. They're comfy. It's got a, They're got a cool. skull on it, or it's got an axe. <laughs> it's me. It's me. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you someone yeah. who's a, a bit of an inspiration to me, who's um, an ex-Marine, is, um, you ever heard of Nathan Wood? yes i have mate he's like he's a savage he is oh, it's actually, i think this this is his hat actually beyond strong so he does like he's got some fitness uh like community where he's trying to get everyone to do like become fit you know great guy but my god have you seen his legs like jesus christ dude's got a set of wheels on him but he's a savage mate, he's a big inspiration if you want if you need inspiration to go and train just look at his page. There's, there's so many people out there like that, isn't there? That, like, you click on him and you're like, oh, I'm I'm going to go train because that guy is one motivating motherfucker. I, I like, like David Goggins. Yes. Right. There's, it's him. You ever heard of Jocko Willink? I'm sure you have. I love Jocko Willink. I love Jocko. It's Instagram every day, 4.30. Get yeah. after it. Get right. after it. And, and then, then, it's the and then the next sweat and a half later. Yeah. Aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so to the point as well. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's like, so motivating. Like I know I I'm one of those people I quite often sort of I work long hours, I train hard, and I sort of run myself into the floor and I'm like, oh I'm tired today or whatever. And then I go over and look at someone like, have you ever heard of Cameron Haynes? Yeah. He's another one. Keep hammering. <laughs> he oh, runs a marathon a day. We just like, become best friends. I know. <laughs> <laughs> mate, we could do this for hours. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Cameron Haynes, mate. Same. Like, I watched this video of him. Like, he, he did an Under Armour one with um, a wolf, whereas to promote his, uh, like, hunting boots or whatever, he's, yeah. like, running in the wood and hunts down, uh, like, an elk against a wolf. And it's just like, oh. I need to go and train. I can't just fucking yeah. sit. Mate, he is a and he's another. He's an absolute savage. He like has a regular job. Yeah, that he works at, and then he goes and runs a marathon in his like lunch break. Yeah, but anyone, <laughs> for anyone who thinks they do too much, look on YouTube for Cameron Haynes. The video called "Time." That yeah. video is like just. Everyone makes excuses that they don't have time to train. They don't have time to do this. He literally finishes work, drives 
12 hours to go and hunt for the weekend and then rocks back up at work like he's he's a savage real and he runs a marathon a day he runs 13 miles in his lunch break and then finishes the other sort of 13 after work or runs at 2am in the morning it's just next level i think it's just different there's just there's there's like regular humans and then there's those people yeah who are definitely aliens yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've definitely come from another planet yeah they do mate there's Man. like i like to think of myself as quite a motivated like driven person and it's like oh you're a savage and i'm like no 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 you need to look at this guy this guy's like <laughs> they make me look like a wimp mate but i, I love like, those people i'm glad they're people minute kettlebell session and i'm like fucking yes and then i watch those guys and i'm like, oh bollocks <laughs> <laughs> They've made me tired just watching the YouTube clip. <laughs> Mate, I'm glad people like that exist. Yes, definitely. You know, and that's yeah. that's part of doing the ride as well. Like, we, we want to show people that you can help or get out and do more. Like, yeah, definitely. That's why I do some of the stuff that I do. Like, <clears throat> I have this little like voice in my head sometimes. I get this idea. Oh. Mate, I think we're like the same person because I'm you're just better looking in, with less uh, facial hair yeah just just worse beard um <laughs> my missus is forever like <laughs> having little niggles at me because i'll get something in my head and then i'll do it and then she's like are you gonna consult with me before you do things like this so i I, the first time i did uh the spart the spartan race i was like well i can do 5k easy I can do the 10k. I might as well go for the beast and just do it. And then she's like, "Why have you signed up for that?" And I went, I "Don't know. <laughs> just have." It's, it's and exactly. then the next one was uh, my, which I literally posted on my um, feed the other day. It's three years. It was three years on the 15th. My uh, boxing match. So I I signed up to the white collar, but then I w- literally went into a fight camp for those eight weeks. I was. I went full savage mode. I I actually got abs for the first time. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And then recently, unfortunately, we couldn't do it. It's going to be moved to next year. So um, I've got a charity football match coming up against Spurs Legends, which is uh, the Granite Zero football team, which is made up of veterans um, and civvies. And I've do believe uh, one of my guests, Brad Pickett, UFC fighter, former UFC fighter, is going to play as well. Yeah, um, so I, I organised all that, and then obviously the pandemic happened. But she's like, "Why are you organising a football match?" It's like because I want to do stuff. But I get <laughs> fidgety, and I've got nothing to do. I'm like, I've got to do it. That's it. I get like this little idea. So, like, uh, we got like a. The first one was during lockdown. I sort of had to adapt my training the same as everyone else when the gym shut down yeah so i got one of these these sandbags from uk supreme fitness which you can fill it with two 25 kg like bags of sand basically so fill it with kiln dried sand it's a 50 kg bag and i was like one day i was just like i'm gonna do a kilometer lunging this and it gets <laughs> in my head and i'm like when it's in my head i have this little voice in the background going if you don't do it you're a pussy you're a bitch <laughs> like yeah. it will niggle and, it will <laughs> and they just they come into my head and it's like a light bulb it's like when i did um 
so we've got i live in wells which is uh the smallest city in the uk so where hot fuzz was filmed i don't know if you've ever watched that film no shit i watched that the other day <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so i live in that city which is right next to glastonbury tour so my next idea was like i wonder if i could climb up glastonbury tour with this 50 kg bag so i had to do it and then the next one was <laughs> i'm gonna climb penny fan with that 50 kg sandbag so that's the one that's currently in the back of my head right now so i did it the other day with 25 kg as a bit of a warm-up and um so yeah that'll be coming up in the next few weeks like oh, happy days it, mate <laughs> yeah i mean i did yeah. the um have you ever done the fan dance yeah yeah so another one of these stupid ideas and this was a ill-prepared one is i always wanted to do the fan dance but sort of off my own back i didn't want to sign up to one of the races or whatever yeah, yeah. so i just decided whenever i do these things i usually do them at some stupid ungodly hour in the morning so i thought didn't really check what weight the sas used but it was around about 20 kilograms i thought so i think it's actually 17 i think it's 35 pounds so it's around like 15 to 17 kilograms yeah, i thought yeah. we have we use sand kiln dried sand at work for shot blasting 25 kg sandbag thought i'll just chuck that in my bag chucked in my bag with my water with my food set off at 12 o'clock at night arrived there at three o'clock in the morning only to discover that they were doing the fan dance race that day and away that weekend <laughs> so i set off in the dark in the piss in rain only to discover when i got back that i had weighed it up to 32 kilograms so i did the whole fan dance with 32 kilograms which is <laughs> nearly double the weight i've that's the hardest to the hardest challenge i've ever done mate honestly like i saw them when i was coming back over in the morning the sort of fell runners, the unweighted ones were coming up over. Yeah, yeah. As I was going down the other side, I don't know if you know the route down to the phone box. Yeah. I could see the, the weighted guys were just starting and the difference between my bag and their bag is they could run. I could barely walk. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of those, one of those things. We've all been there. So, um, <laughs> speaking of stupid weights to carry, so... Um... I don't know what it is in kilos. I know what it was in pounds when I went when I went up there. So when we were um, on tour in Kandahar, there's a where the fob was, which was Fob Luke. There was a mountain behind it, which is known as Three Mile Mountain. And um, uh, <coughs> our flight commander, the our boss, basically, he made up a shit excuse to go up there. Basically, he he basically wanted to go up there to take a photo of his teddy bear to send to his missus that was the actual reason That's however awesome. he said his words we're going to go up there to check for ids right <laughs> who's got to put an id up a fucking mountain for a start dickhead but anyway no, uh, just uh, I, before you carry on i'm just gonna say this story is amazing that is amazing <laughs> <laughs> so we we load up um so we had to have he wanted us to have everything so ecm which is the electric countermeasures just in case there is an id up there it blocks all the signals and all that and then there's people like me that carry all the extra ammunition rations and all that sort of stuff body armor helmet rifle my rifle was heavier anyway because i had a fucking underslung grenade launcher on it which wow. sounds cool it it's, does sound cool as fuck man. it's annoying it's annoying I hated it. 
Um, but yeah, so we set off and it was an absolute uber lick. I was fucking hanging out. At one point, I was using my rifle as a walking stick to get up there. We get back after he's taken his photo and we've had some alley photos of ourselves up there, obviously, because that's what we do. Combat, combat camera crew. Um, <laughs> we get back and I go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into the gym area. I'm going to weigh my kit. It was 135 pounds. I went up three mile mountain with a nine stone person, basically. I was like, no wonder I'm hanging out. <laughs> Mate, that's an effort, that is. That's, that's yeah, so I basically had all my ammo. I think I was carrying some for the uh, machine gunner as well, just to lighten him up, as you do. But then I, I forget that because I've got the grenade launcher, I've got all my little grenades that are in there as well. Uberlick, and I wonder why my ankles and my knees are fucked. I'm like, that's because I was literally a pack mule for five and a half years. <laughs> but mate, like those those things, like I always find when I'm doing these challenges, it kind of sucks at the time. But then after, you're like, oh, afterwards, you're like, oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, that's it. Like, and that's you know, people need to realise when, when I'm doing these stupid things, it usually hurts, usually a lot as well. And yeah. I love saying by um, Ross Edgley, it's like naive enough to, to start, but stubborn enough to finish. And that's pretty yeah, much I like that. exactly what I do. Like, I would <laughs> poor missus, whenever I drag her on, like I dragged her up Penny Fan at four o'clock the other morning to climb up that 25 kg. I was like, you need to come and see a sunrise up there because it's beautiful. It's one of the nicest oh, places. Penny to watch Fan's lovely, mate. I was like... I'm going to carry it. The 20- strangest places in the world because it just decides what weather it fancies at the, at the time. Oh, it does. Like, we didn't it's really start the sunrise because there was a cloud inversion for the whole hour that the sun was coming up. But <laughs> I was like, when I get there, I'm always like, this might be harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, I always think that it's going to be easy. And then I start to get nervous just before something. Actually, yeah. yeah. Actually, that one was pretty easy. So, and I'm pretty glad about that. 50, 50 kg is going to be a bit of a challenge. Fucking easy, that mate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's come up to a, a year since I went last went up uh, Penny Fan. To be fair, me and my brother did it last year. Um, I I actually thought he was going to collapse at one point because he's he's really he's really badly asthmatic. So he's okay. at one point he was like, I was like, can you breathe? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. But he, he's one of the fittest people I know. But as soon as you're going up, obviously, because obviously the oxygen level drops a little bit. And but yeah, we got we got up there, and literally one second blistering sunshine. It was beautiful. We were like fucking photos. Next minute, it's the wind, mate. Oh, uh, the wind between Fanway Big and then Penny Fan. So there's two peaks. Yeah, and there's a little dip in between. The wind that comes across that face is like, oh, mad. He lost his hat, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um, we had taken up um, uh, one of his dog. I can't remember whose dog it is, if it's his um, father-in-law's or if it's his. Because we, we didn't take my dad's dog up because he's, he's an old boy now. He, he wouldn't have made it up. Fucking ice cream, man. Bastard. <laughs> I don't know, I probably wouldn't be picked up on here, but yeah, I need a, I've seen a second of ice cream, feel like a kid again, ice cream, Uh, yeah, we didn't take his dog up because he thought 
he'd be a bit of a pain in the ass. He's got an Alaskan Malmute who's his dog. Oh, and he's like, I've, got, I've got a story for you. <laughs> just this fucking bear. But we 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 took a I think it was a uh King King George Spaniel, I think it is, a little tiny she's lovely, but I, we almost lost her because of the fucking oh. wind. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that she's just they're really energetic, aren't they? Like, oh so yeah, they are. Spaniels, they 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 run up, back, up, back, up, back. Look at you and go, come on, human. It's like, yeah. Well, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> my old man's dog. He's a he's a Springer Collie cross, so he's got all the oh, fucking. Hell, he's got all the fucking energy, or he oh. used to. He's an old boy now. We literally, I would take him out for a run when I when I lived at home. I used to take him out for a run, and that he would be like, whatever, mate. Do you want <laughs> fancy going again? Or it's like, no, it's a little cunt. But the only way we would knock him out is take him down the river and just batter no. fucking tennis balls in there. And then no. he'd be knackered then. But then he was trying to get him home. He'd just sit there and you'd go, I ain't going anywhere. Speaking of the Malamute, so my friend um, has got like a beautiful Malamute. It was a puppy. Um, and I seem to be, I don't have a dog, but I sort of love dogs and I've always wanted a Malamute. Yeah. So, but anytime any of my friends are going on holiday, I always end up looking after their dogs. So I had my friend's Malamute, who was quite young at the time, he was under a year, decided to take him up Penny Fun. Beautiful looking dog. And I mean, halfway up, decides to see a sheep. And there was a lot of wild sheep up there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Malamutes and huskies, when they see something they want, they go. So dickhead here, I had to go and chase him. I chased him about, I reckon, two miles off the track. And then I couldn't find him. And I started to get worried. You know, when you have that sinking feeling, you're like, fuck, I've lost my mate's dog. Yeah. <laughs> I look at the sheep. The sheep are looking at me and I'm like, where the fuck is he? <laughs> and I see he's run back to the track. And he's sat there waiting for me. Like, you, <laughs> me, you little fuck. Yeah, there's a really funny photo of him on my Instagram where he'd been, um, I'm sort of like just carrying him. He was big, but I could still carry him. And he's literally like, this fuck off goat wolf just sat in my arms, like, because he'd been told off. And he's there like, oh, mate, amazing, love dogs. Yeah, I call him the uh, the bear wolf, I call him. My brother's, my brother's dog, Jack. It's funny, every time we FaceTime like that and I can see him in the background, I'll make like a howling noise and then he howls back at me. It's quite, it's quite funny. There's, 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 there's no bad feeling of thinking you're a wolf with a, another dog. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I, I love dogs and I, I've always wanted one. But the hours I work, like I do 12-hour shifts and it's... It would be my dog. It wouldn't be the kid's dog. It wouldn't be Mrs. Dog. And it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be fair. But one day. One yeah, day. absolutely. That's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly where I'm at with it. Um, I need if, I, if I, I if I could take it to work with me, I would. But yeah, not the case. There, there are a lot okay. of um, there, there are big commitments. To be fair. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you a question actually. How have you found okay. lockdown for yourself? Have I found, how, sorry? How have you dealt with it? Because everyone's sort of, I, I was in the same position as you in the sense that I could still work. Um, so I've been actually like fine. I mean, if I'd been chucked in home and uh, 
told I had to stay there, I'd be like that lion in the cage that just like wanders up and down looking ready to kill someone as soon as the yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've I've been I've been all right. Um, because because my 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 life didn't really change. Like everyone's and I I sort of got the ump with people because they were like, oh, I'm fucking at home. So I, I'd love to be at home. I'd love yeah. to be paid to be at home. Yeah. Oh, but it's so boring. Well, do fucking go for a walk. You're allowed to go for a walk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Work out. But yeah, I found it. It was at my at my work. So my work, I I do site security basically, and we look after. I think it's 280 acres of site. And usually it's buzzing, like all the offices are filled with people, the whole area is busy. And then when lockdown first happened, it was like a ghost town. It was the strangest thing. And it was like, this is weird. I don't like it. I don't like change. (laughs) I get that. But I was was a lot like um, a lot of people where when it first started happening, I was like, this is bollocks. I'm not. I'm not having it. It's as bad as they're making out, and then it's like, oh, actually, it 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 is. <laughs> yeah, see, I I don't want to go too much into the subject because I'm pretty sure I'd upset quite a few people with my opinion on it. So oh, I'll keep I'll keep right, it very upset so... whoever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can. <laughs> I upset people on the daily. Um, I have a small, dis- a quite a big distaste of humans most of the time, but I try and keep it under wraps. <laughs> So actually, when we got into lockdown, I was like, I don't have to see anyone. So I'm actually yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm like that. Happy days. So it's, yeah. like, uh, it's like my missus always says, she's like, Are you gonna come out and speak to people? I was like, No, I don't like people. She's like, <laughs> like <laughs> unless unless I know you, I'm not I'm not gonna go out my way to like have a like on the school run. Most of the people think I'm just a grumpy old bastard that picks up his kid. Unless gym, unless I've had a conversation with them before, I'm not going to go. You right? How's your kid? It's fun. It's fun. we yeah, are, put we my are, headphones. We're in. Very similar. We're very I'm similar. Put my headphones in, and I'm not going to talk to anyone. That's it. People always in the gym, even like that I've been going to for like a fairly long time. Everyone says to me, "I always thought you were just a miserable fuck." I'm like, "No, I'm I'm in here to train. Yeah, I'm not yeah. to make conversation. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're." we have that at the uh the gym i use I, we have the i call them the vest brigade so they put their vests on they put their uh training gloves on they're built like they're built like a pepper army so i hate them anyway um do they check their abs in the mirror every five minutes? oh yeah well no no they've got no abs oh. and they've got they've got a couple of bits of cotton hanging out of their <laughs> vest but they still look at themselves going yeah it's like you've got no guns stop it mm. Also, do a whole rep, please. Yes, please. Lower your weight, and do a rep. This really annoys me. Is like all these fancy fucking band exercises and like just do the basics. We're Jesus. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna open a can of worms in a minute. I know. No, <laughs> don't 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 let the <laughs> Pandora's because, because box we're definitely gonna get on. The, I've mentioned it in a few fucking podcasts though. And you just said about the band fucking workouts, right? So you're you're talking about the fitness chicks, really, aren't you? Oh, don't, don't, <laughs> oh, I can't, can't do it. 
with Shaw from the Blonde and Strong podcast because she, she trains like a regular person and, and we were discussing the, um, the fitness chicks they have clearly got a trainer and a dietitian and what have you but still just train their ass and legs yeah and what really pisses me off right yes you've got a good ass, big legs, it's fine. Everybody likes to look at that. What pisses me off the most is when they do a pose when they're like doing like gun pose. And it's like, what? You haven't got any. <laughs> Stop it. Also, the next fucking live Instagram I have that says booty blast or abs and fucking legs, it's like, you're supposed to be a, a trainer. Are you going to do any upper body at all, ever? Or full body workout? Or No? No. Okay. Most of them just want to get their ass out on Instagram. Yeah. Although, I can't say much. Like me, and my brother, me and my brother have always said they're hooking for likes. Yeah. You're hooking is what it. you're doing. That's what this fucking TikTok's about. Ah. Uh, like, if you're, if you're a kid... Like a children, I can understand it's genuinely funny. Yeah, these women that use it to be a fucking hoe winds me up something chronic. You're hoeing. You're a, you're a hoe though. <laughs> Just because it's someone else's voice playing over the video of you slut dropping, it doesn't mean that they're the slut. It means you're the you're yeah. Um... What ah uh, the ones that really, really, really get on my fucking nerves are the ones that have this super long caption like be ready for life blah 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 blah, blah. be motivated and have this big long spiel that's about this long nobody's reading that by the way they're <laughs> looking at your ass yeah <laughs> you're sat in a tiniest bikini I've ever seen with your fucking minge almost hanging out Nobody's that's, that's, reading it. They're liking it because you've got a big bum. Fucking right. How many guys, right? We're both men. I just scroll through like that. I mean, I don't like girls' photos anyway because my missus would probably cut my balls off. But, yeah. like, I don't like that sort of thing anyway, sort of promoting yourself in that way. I think it's cheap and it's yeah. nasty and whatever and it's degrading um, because I'm quite a traditional... Oh, but they're all feminists, so... Oh, I know. I know, and men are slimy and deceptive, and wear yeah. everything that's bad. But they can wear heels to make them look three inches taller. They can wear a fake bra that makes like a bra. I wish with... I could wear heels to make me three inches taller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't deal with it. But then again, one of my mates did comment on one of my last posts. Uh, the one I sort of did some leg exercises outside my man cave, and uh, he was like. I was doing some um, hamstring exercises and he was like, are you getting your ass out on Instagram for likes now? <laughs> so I'm a bit guilty of it myself by the looks of it. <laughs> oh, so sometimes it, it just just pops out. It's like, it does. I can't. Uh... <laughs> you put all the, all the hashtags in there so that everybody sees it. <laughs> please, please double tap me. <laughs> well, my brother, my brother did a good post the other day. Um, and it was after he because my brother does his own podcast as well called Obsessive Conversive it's quite 
it's quite in depth and 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 what have you unless he's talking to me and then it's just random um but he 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 can't remember who he was talking to but they basically came up with it's your social media just just do what you want to do it's yours like yeah obviously these chicks it's theirs but they're hooking for likes so my brother basically put it's my Instagram. I can do what I like. Here's a picture of a tree. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I love that. I just had a picture of a black and white tree. It was it's, like, that's brilliant. It's definitely... Social media is something I really struggle with. Um, and it sounds weird, but that's because, again, I'm... Up until a couple of months ago, I was private, always. Um, when I was bodybuilding, I had an open profile because it like benefited me. But then when I got out of bodybuilding I've always had a private profile and it was yeah. actually other people that told me to sort of promote my sort of ideas and the things that I do because they said it could be beneficial to people I really struggle with it man I don't like I'm sort of doing things that make me feel really uncomfortable even, even to the fact of like being invited on here it's, it's all new and strange yeah I, I do that to people yeah, I tell, I tell you I'll tell you someone who was actually really shocked about me asking them was was Phil Turner Really, I, I I sent him a message because I, I I knew he was the uh, one of the directors of SAS Who Dares Wins. He does the um, ambulance show, which is brilliant. Um, uh, and then he did the obviously the Gypsy King yes. documentary. And I sent him a message, and he went, "Haven't you got like more famous people to to talk to?" I went, "That's not what my show is about. It's talking to whoever." And I went, "And I think your work is brilliant. Don't put yourself down." It's like he, he was like. Oh, and it was one of the best conversations I had as well. It's like that's the thing. It's like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, mate. We're, we've lost the art of communication, right? Yeah. What I love about podcasts, I got into podcasts a few years ago. Um, actually, London Real was the first one I ever watched. Don't know if you've ever heard of that one. I no, I haven't. Mate, honestly, like this is this is the there's a uh, interview with Dorian Yates. So uh, six hundred. He's a legend. Yeah, he's a fucking legend, right? There is a video podcast that he did, London Real, and I promise you, it, that is the thing that changed my life. Like, I advise I'm gonna, you... I'm just going to quickly hold that thought. I'm just going to turn a light on. I'm getting a bit dark in here. <laughs> oh! Better. We have light. Look I'm actually that. in the fridge, so I've got the daylight. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got like all my windows are covered with like memorabilia and stuff. So, because when I usually do it in the day, it gets too, there's yeah. too much glare. So I covered it up, and now, and then it gets too dark. So I can't. Uh, as I was saying, like at the start, we've sort of lost the art of communication. What I like about podcasts is that you can actually find out what someone's about if you sit yeah. down and have a decent conversation and that's why i missed it, it during lockdown and i started phoning my friends or facetiming them yeah. you actually get to have a decent conversation and like actually find out what's going on in their life rather than just whipping them a yeah, text i, I do it in, all right? the time with uh my well i've known him for 31 years i believe my best mate from back home he's been on the show a couple of times but I always say every time I phone him, we get into these long conversations and I'm like, mate, he's like, what? And I went, I should have pressed record. He was like, why? And I went, this would have been a brilliant podcast. I've got a couple of friends like that. 
Yeah, we go down rabbit holes. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a rabbit hole. But I, I, I only got into podcasts. It would have been a couple of years ago. I, the first one I really listened to was the Fighter and the Kid because they fucking cracked me up. They made right. me laugh. And I like that sort of thing. Um, then obviously got into the benchmark Joe Rogan. I enjoy, yeah. I, I enjoy him. But I found as I got older, I'm, I'm starting to morph into my old man, which is quite funny. Um, I, I used to take the piss. So every time we used to like drive anywhere, he'd put things like talk sport on. Yeah, and I'm I'm like, oh, why are you li- put some music on? Yeah, literally, I find myself now while I'm driving around in, in the work vehicle, I'm either listening to a podcast, or I've got something like LBC or Talk Sport on, and I'm like, oh <laughs> my god, I'm so it's, old right now. It's, it's happened. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Same. Like, like, the only like, times the only times I'll put music on is if like I'm in the shower or whatever. I'll put oasis on or if i'm cycling home i'll put music on because it's a bit better to cycle to especially if a fucking alley tune comes on and you're like yes i can pedal like fuck to this <laughs> uh, or if i'm in the gym I'll, I'll have music on but most of the time i'm like listening to other people have a conversation so when i said about my job that i sort of i was doing where i got bored and got into bodybuilding i'm still doing that job or i've gone back to it i've done several other things but because I'm so used to it, I actually spend my day listening to either audiobooks to try and learn new things or podcasts or some heavy metal music to make my day more interesting. But um, that's all I do. Like just podcasts, audiobooks, because yeah. I need to, I'm forever wanting to learn more and whatever. But honestly, the, the interview with Dorian Yates on London Real, I'll send you the link after. It, oh, yeah, do it, mate. Do it sent me down the his, uh, his interview with uh, Rogan was good as well. His interview with Rogan was yes. good. Mate, Rogan's done some incredible interviews. Oh, uh, he, he generally is the benchmark. Like he is by by a long shot, and some of his friends like uh, hilarious. Do you ever listen to his head uh, and shoulders? Where they do the um, he gets his friends over. Oh, I love the fight companion, fight. mate. When they, <laughs> they get high and 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 smashed on whiskey and don't talk about fights at all, really. No. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen? I, I just like a meme that's going Eddie Bravo. They'll, they'll pull out some conspiracy theory and let Eddie Bravo just go off on one. Oh, I know. Like, brilliant. He's he's that friend that you would love, but you'd never want to introduce him to a girl because he'd go off on one, wouldn't he? Oh, I've I've got a, a lad that I used to serve with. Um, Neil Udin, his name is. He's a former uh, RAF Reg gunner. Now he, he then he went and joined the parachute regiment. His Instagram feed is literally full of conspiracy theories and I literally will just put like question mark like his story will pop up and I'll just put a question mark to it what are you talking about mate and then he's like look into it fucking hell I went do I need to get some marijuana in right now do I need some weed (laughs) yeah let's just get on a plane go to uh, Amsterdam and get on the mushrooms yeah Uh, that's that's where the the, I said, do, I, do I need to get on these magic mushrooms that you're taking clearly i no look into it the latest one was something about all these famous people drinking the blood of the the young oh I've, yeah i, I was like, oh fuck off will you <laughs> some, some people love a conspiracy conspiracy theory i mean anything there is anything that's i think 
There, there are they some conspiracy just, theories. You can't people... think of one that they're like, yeah, that that's a good one. I'll, I'll stick with that. That yeah. could be true. It has to be all of them. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Isn't it? It's never like, oh, do you know what? Actually, I do think that 9-11 could have been, you know, organised. But then they also believe that every other conspiracy theory yeah, that follows, the, even if it's... what takes away from their credibility, I think. Because sometimes they're onto something and you're like, oh, yeah, you, I could... I could see that. Oh, but you Epstein. think the Earth's flat? Yeah, you don't, need... no, don't, get me, don't get me started. <laughs> Honestly, if I'm ever if I'm ever feeling a little bit low, if I'm ever just feeling a bit fed up with social media, and I just need a little bit of a pick me up, I go onto Twitter and I put in hashtag Flat Earth. Literally changes my mood <laughs> that there are people out there that still believe it. Yeah, I, I know. It, it's hilarious. Did Have you, you ever seen the uh, Beyond the Beyond... Curve documentary? Yes, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> I just <laughs> love it at the end where they literally <laughs> prove themselves wrong prove and they go, wrong and like, well, we're going we to keep trying and find something else. Yeah. <laughs> In that video that one of the main guys even said that he would find it extremely difficult to disprove it because he would then lose all his friends and family. And I can understand that that's yeah, you know, healing. It's like a cult, isn't it? Oh, yeah, hundred percent a cult. You know, yeah. I mean, they're all fucking idiots. But <laughs> like, it just—I I literally went from laughing at it, like, and then I would get really angry. Yeah, I'm like, how are you that stupid? I know. And oh. then, then I think to myself, why am I getting angry over these idiots? Just laugh at them instead. If you ever watch the Joe Rogan. Um his latest uh, Netflix special. Yes. When he talks about hashtag vegan cat. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I died. I died inside. Right. Speaking of fucking vegan cat, dickhead Lewis Hamilton making his dog a vegan. You are kidding me. No, do you not know that? No, I didn't. It's all over my fucking Instagram, all over my Facebook. It's like, um, it was like a huge story on like the lad bible for some reason and it was like um lewis hamilton's dog is now fully vegan it's like well that dog is going to die i can't, i i genuinely have a distaste to that like that that angers me inside because that's just cruel yeah like stop giving him a plant and let him do what it's supposed to do and eat some fucking meat all those, all those vegan cats, whatever, they all end up dying young and it's just not healthy. It's not what they're designed to do. Like, you know, I, I have my opinion on vegans and like veganism, but for the most part, they are genuinely nice people and they think that they're doing something like commendable. Yeah. If they're doing it for the right reasons and they do their research and do whatever makes you happy, like everyone should, like, you know, if I could, if I had the opportunity, if I lived in America, I think I'd probably hunt my own food. Like, I would love to do that. I think that's... Oh, you know. I would love to go out and hunt an elk. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it with a gun, though. I want to do it with a bow. Um, which one of yeah. our... One of the guys on Lakota, um, Andrew, who's someone you should really talk to, actually, because he's... Oh, he's just a badass. If you ever, I'll show you his profile. It's just fucking guns and bows and... Oh, mate, he's just a cool guy. He bow, he bow like, does a lot of uh, archery. And... Like, I would love the opportunity to do that. But with vegans, it's the ones that have to project it onto you or they yeah. 
patronise you, thinking that they're above you or that they like animals more than you. And what really irritates me with anything is if you're going to come to me with a point or like an opinion and you're going to be firm on that opinion, do your fucking research. Yeah. Like, have the knowledge. Like, don't rock up and tell me that you love animals more than me and you're carrying around a leather bag and wearing leather shoes and, you know, Definitely. oh, man, I, I, like, don't preach to me. Like, if you want to be a vegan, absolutely, 100%, I'm behind it. Like, but just do your research and don't project onto anyone else. It's the same with anything, though. Like, yeah, everyone can do whatever they want, you know? You can believe the Earth's flat, and I'm, I might laugh inside. I will laugh at you if you think the Earth's flat. Yeah, yeah, that might be the strongest. But, but, if, if, but that's, if that's your if point it makes you... you happy, float your boat. Like, do you know what? Everyone should have the right to do whatever they want to do. If you're happy, go and find the fucking ice wall. Absolutely. And if Feel you find free. Darius and the dragons, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, go, let's go Game of Thrones on it. Yeah. Mate, it's um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I might be the only person in the world that doesn't like Game of Thrones. I'm I'm just gonna end this phone call right now. Yeah. See you later, man. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those, isn't it? I, I I do it to people all the time. If I if there's something that I watch like religiously and think it's a brilliant, and they say, for example. Like I wind my uh, my eldest up because I'll say oh, I'm gonna, I fancy watching Star Wars or something like that, and she's like, I don't like Star Wars, Daddy, and it's like, well, sorry, kid, we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, if I'm honest, I think it's because I never got the ch- chance to watch it properly. Because usually, if I'm watching it or try to watch it, my missus would be there, and she's like, I don't really get it. But ah, uh, and then I'm like, it's got dragons in it. It's, it's one of the coolest fucking I, shows. I am, a, I, am a, I am a closet uber geek, so I'm sure if I sat and watched it, I'd probably like it. I was really late to the party with it. I was a bit like you. I try, I'm one of those people I try not to follow the trends. Like, sort of, Oh, it took me a while to watch Breaking Bad, put it that way. I still, ha- I still haven't watched it. I've watched bits. Really? It bored me. I can't get past no, the first friends. two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We started off this podcast as best mates now. <laughs> <laughs> It's. It, I haven't got past it, but I waited until all like seven seasons of Game of Thrones was out, and then yeah. I bought the box set and just binge watched the whole lot. Yeah. And then yeah. I, I'm a bit of a binge watcher. Yeah. Like my my brother recommended Ozark to me. Oh, and he was so it, he was coming on to season three when he read it recommended me. I've now finished it, waiting for the next one to come out, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, I I haven't finished three yet." It's like what <laughs> <laughs> i am i i'm a massive binge watcher there are there are a couple of series on netflix that i've genuinely taken days off work to watch like <laughs> homeland being one of them that was have you ever watched that yeah, yeah well I, I lost track i think it was uh at, during the third season when brody died yeah i was like uh it it did go it like you, it definitely lost you for a bit, but then it got incredible again. And mate, honestly, it's one I'll, of the I'll only series. To, I'll, I'll have to restart it. I think it's one of the only series that ended it fucking perfectly. They couldn't have wrote it any better. It was one of those where you go like Game of Thrones ended pretty poorly. I think we were all a little bit disappointed. 
Like, but then again, we what did we expect? We hyped it up so much and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But with that, it was just bravo, bravo. The writers just got yeah. it right. Mate. It was incredible. Talk, so talking prison, of endings, prison break is another one that I took time off work to watch as well. What was that? Sorry, Prison Break. I've, I've never watched it. If I'm honest. Oh god, you were doing so well. We were such good friends at the start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one one that I've really like properly binge watched, and it was during um, uh, literally when I was on leave uh, after being on tour. Um, I managed to nick from the Jingly Market, which is basically the Afghanistan market. I nicked the entire uh, Sopranos box set. Oh, cool! I haven't actually, I haven't watched that. That I highly recommend. Okay. However, I'm just going to say this because I'm not going to spoil. I would, I would, I would have said that, that about the ending, but obviously you haven't seen it, so I've I won't spoil it. Been told that it's awful. The ending. Mm. It is if they if you don't understand where it came from. Right. So okay. it's, there's a I'll few few episodes where he talks about certain things, and when you realise what he's talking about, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes that's sense. why that's why I've watched a couple of series twice. Because yeah. the second time you get things... I'm not going to lie, when I first watched it, it ends and I was like, what? That's bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feel like you were wrong. I'm not having it. Like, like out of context, Eddie Hearn. Like, no, I'm not having this. When everyone went mental about Lost, didn't they? The way that that ended. Yes. And they were devastated. People were crying. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I've so much of my life in this programme. <laughs> They literally wasted life. Box sets waste lives, they but do. they're brilliant. They are. They're much more entertaining than listening to the bullshit on the news. Let's be honest, because oh, yeah. at, at least it's entertaining lies or acting as opposed to. Yeah, I've, I've just finished um, Kingdom on Netflix. That's uh, he's a he's a handsome fucker, isn't he? The guy in Kingdom. It's good yeah. looking. Uh, oh, what's his fucking name? Yeah, I can't think of his name. Ah, oh, Frank Frank Grillo. That's it. For some that's reason, it. I had Mark Ruffalo in my head, yeah. and I was like, "That's definitely not him." <laughs> Mark Grillo. No, oh, hey, you hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, is he on all the steroids or? Oh, I know. Well, he's like fifty years old, and he is ripped to shit. I'm like, you're you're on all of them. He's, he's gone to Mexico and gone, I want all your supplements. Give them to me. Speaking of that, have you watched Vikings? Yep. I, mean, I love Vikings. First sort of two, three seasons were unreal. They're still... Really? When Ragnar was in it, it was... Oh, mate. I mean, we, we all fancied him a little bit, didn't we? Those eyes, those blue oh. eyes. Oh, he is, he is a handsome motherfucker. Oh, he is. I'm, I'm not saying I'm gay, but I'd definitely go down on him. What? <laughs> in, that, in that scene where they have um, him and uh, Lagatha, and then they invite um, oh shit, what's his name? The priest. Oh, what's his yeah. name? Ah, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, when they invite him to come join, I would have definitely joined. <laughs> yeah, I would have gone. <laughs> yeah. What were you, Lagatha? Yeah, hundred percent. Ragnar, yeah. you're there too. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Thursday? Yep. Man Love Thursday. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely beautiful enough for it. Let's be honest. Oh, He's such a, such a man. 
Hey, I loved Vikings that much. That was my walkout music. To was my, it? Fight. Yeah. Theme. That's awesome. I was like, yeah. That is fucking cool. So, mate, uh, I want to ask you another question. Do it. Your mental health issues. Yeah. How, how do you manage them? Like now, how would you say that you've sort of, other than voicing out on this, are there any other sort of avenues you've taken? Um, yeah, actually. Um, so I've, I've actually noticed the, uh, obviously the podcast itself is helping. Um, I do have, I do take uh, antidepressants to help balance me as well. Um, but what I notice is if I'm not training or doing or for example because i cycle to work so it's basically 14 miles a day that i do on the bike awesome if i if i don't ride or if i don't train throughout the week i start to fit i feel as though i'm on, on my way down and then my missus is like are you okay you're very short but you're very not with it if i'm training and i'm cycling and i'm or if i've got a podcast in the week um i'm a lot more myself i would say yeah, yeah. so like i like i i've got my own little i've got a couple of little hashtags that i use on my on my instagram and whatnot one of them is one team one effort that was um a quote from my old warrant officer he used to say oh. it. it's one team one effort go out have a beer sure but the other one is um, break the body to fix the mind. That has always been like a... I love that a lot. Like a little mon mantra, is that a little mantra um, of mine. Um, basically, when I, when I first left and before I was diagnosed, I felt, didn't quite feel myself. So yeah. I would go to what I call therapy, which was go to the gym and deadlift all the weight. Or go with a punch bag or something like that and it was always enjoying my therapy session break the body to fix the mind um so that's always been one of my little little things um yeah and yeah the, the other one which i is sort of from either i'm pretty sure it's jim jones um one of their sayings my brother used it as well which is um redemption through suffering or or something along those lines yeah pain pain suffering and redemption i think their little thing is and it's it's a it's a big thing i think fitness it's fitness and mental health go hand in hand i think i discussed it a few times on the podcast like you like you've mentioned earlier you, you might be suffering and and hating it and in a lot of pain while you're doing it but all those endorphin, all the positive endorphins at the end, you're like, I've completed that. Yeah. And I, I've said it a few times on here as well. I, I say it to the clients whenever I took uh, Park Fit or um, Progression Fitness, whichever one I, well, I was taking. I will always say to my clients, you're going to hate me for an hour. You're going to fucking hate me for an hour. But at the end of it, you're going to thank me and say that was a good session. And they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then I fucking give them all the burpees. <laughs> and they're like, I hate burpees. And I'm like, do you know what? Burpees hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's basically how I um, sort of 
sort myself out. You use a, don't you have a, a CBD oil that sponsors the... Yes. Uh, yeah, that is another one. It is. It's, it's a great yeah. one. So Infusion CBD um, actually reached out to me um, and we had a good conversation and they sent me out some stuff. Um, at the minute, I'm not taking the oil um, through the prepare. I, I've been using the, the muscle rub because my <laughs> knees and ankles and my hips because I'm so fucking old at 33. I feel you, mate. I'm 33. 33 body of a 65-year-old. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it works fucking wonders, mate. And I highly recommend it to all the listeners, all my followers. And I put it on every post. Um, they're always tagged in it. it. It works. And like I say at the beginning of every podcast, um, if I do a little advert for them, it, it helps with depression anxiety ptsd eating disorders sleep disorders it's it's the wonderful one, the one thing that i noticed with it um that i used cbd oil um the only problem with it is it's such an expensive like or it feels expensive even though the benefits are so worth it do you know what i mean yeah, it, you, you, you pay whatever whatever the money is and it and it's a tiny little fucking vial of and, and it, it tastes like ass the good ones are not then that they don't taste good because if they're true like hemp oil it tastes like yeah, yeah, yeah. so i remember you know. i remember getting some hemp protein powder from on it when i was like really into joe rogan and like oh, i'm gonna get all the on it stuff um, please tell me you got one of his gorilla catapults because i really want one uh, I, I might get one just because obviously Granite Zero is a fucking ape. Yeah. I might just get one so I can just... But yeah, that, I do want one. Um, but yeah, I tried their, the Onnit Hemp hemp Force Protein and I was like, this is disgusting. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's fucking brilliant, like, protein powder, but make it taste better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of protein powder, combat fuel is delicious. Oh, don't, don't tell me that you're you've got them on board as well. Combat fuel, love me, mate. Mate, I love combat fuel. Like they <laughs> got a little joke going on with uh, Stu and Lakota because both of us absolutely adore them. And they've picked up. Uh, so T, who I don't know if you know, Pyramid uh, Coaching. She's yes. part of Team Lakota and a good friend of mine uh johnny combat hustle um yeah. the guy does a lot of climbs he's an ex-veteran he's someone that um we're actually thinking of doing a podcast together to talk about some of his issues actually um because he's got some stuff he wants to get off his chest um so we were thinking about doing something um but he's just been picked up by combat hustle at uh, combat fuel and uh their stuff is brilliant. They're one of the only supplement companies that, um, <clears throat> so coming from like a bodybuilding background, I've made all the fucking mistakes that you can think of with supplement companies. You yeah. know, taking like CLA to lose fat and stuff like that, and you buy into all the packaging or you buy into whatever Kai Green's taking or Jay Cutler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Combat Fuel actually put out, I think it's Coach Dean Hammond, isn't it? Yeah. He, his videos are just honest they're just true it's accurate information and they they say a lot of people like if you've got intelligence and you've got knowledge you're quite happy to give it out 
and they are happy yeah. to give knowledge because there's no fucking secrets and that's what people seem to like they're all looking for that secret and the coaches and the people that don't have all the secrets are the ones that are hiding the information saying oh you need to buy this yeah. you know they're not they're just straight down the line their ingredients are really good um tell you what i when i first got it i, I bought i bought the wrong one when i first got mine i got the banana flavor right? right and i was like oh i don't really like bananas fucking drank it and i was like this is incredible yeah and then i got the strawberries and cream and i was like this is amazing um, I use their, um, their pre-workout at the moment. I don't usually like pre-workouts. Um, yeah. I don't use them too much. I usually just use coffee and... I just, I just use coffee, if I'm honest. Yeah, but um, like, with all this training that I'm doing at the moment, like for the cycle and yeah, trying yeah, to cool. still maintain some sort of mass on my physique, like I just felt like I needed a bit of an extra kick. Mate, it's, it's amazing. I love it. It's a really good product. Yeah, they are they're really good guys as well. So when I... Um got my t-shirts done uh the one there um they helped that out as well so on the back of the t-shirt literally i wouldn't have minded if they had it on the back itself or on the arm or whatever but it's literally just in the collar they've just got combat fuel written on it and i was like and, just... and they helped they helped out they helped um sort out the design because i had the the logo which is basically that one there and uh they were like oh we could tweak that a little bit so it looks a bit better and i was like oh yeah crack on they're fucking brilliant they do seem like no no word of a lie like every now and then i'll get a message pop up on my um in the inbox and it's like oh we're just checking in mate just make sure you're you're all right but yeah cheers there are good there are some good people out there like yeah the um... world needs more people that like that yeah that will just randomly send you a message to say are you right yeah that's it and like one of the things that me and johnny have spoke about a lot is that like this whole social media thing like i said i struggle with it but it's it's really to like help other people like as cliche as that sounds like if if us doing something stupid or like getting out into the mountains and taking a picture and putting some stoic quote beneath it allows someone to then i don't know, go oh i'm gonna do that and then they see yeah. the benefits of it it's definitely it's, it's worth it do you know what i mean yeah, right. yeah it's like it's like um which is one of the reasons why i went up penny fan um can't remember whose profile it was but i saw like obviously the the little the stone thing with penny fan and the, the height of it and whatnot and i was like looking at it i thought that's a that's an alley picture <laughs> i want to i want to go up there and take my granite zero flag and do a post that was basically my my goal was to go up there and just do a post with my flag to say, look, I'm a fucking petty fan. And luckily as well, the wind was blowing. Yeah. So as I held the flag up, it's literally, it's not gone all floppy. The wind's Perfect. taking it. So I'm like, yeah. That's Ali, why. Ali is fuck. Your uh, mental health, actually, like how you dealt with it. Because that's, um, <clears throat> like you said, you know how you use training and like exerting yourself in some way that seems to make you feel a bit better yeah, yeah. it's one of the reasons that i go and climb mountains actually um and why i try and get as many people to do it as i can because i find the hustle and bustle of life and being yeah. like surrounded by quick information social media adverts everything like you just get combusted and you get like like i said i'm quite stoic so i don't really let things affect me too much but 
even for someone like myself, it, it still gets to you and you get like combusted and you need that headspace. The mountains are my answer oh, to any of my problems because they make you feel so small, you know, yeah. like it makes you put, it puts everything into perspective. It levels me. It's like being, living in like built up cities like most people are. If you, you go out at night, you've got all the like street lamps or whatever, you're blinded from yeah. like mother nature. And if you go out into the countryside, I'm really fortunate that I live where I do. If I take a few miles out of where I live and look up, you can see a starlit sky and it just makes you put it, everything it, into perspective. And it's the same in the mountains. It's nice and it? it like sort of centers you again. I know there's a lot of people that talk about meditation and, and, and yoga and things like that. I've got a fucking and I've got an ape mind. So yeah. I can't I can't sit still. I can't just meditate because my yeah. mind I'm sure I could train it to do it, but I'm like I am bored now. I'm, if I'm, I go out like like um I'm quite lucky. So I'm pretty near the city, but or town or whatever it is, Maidstone is. Um but we actually live in a village just outside. So I live in a small village called Eccles and at the back, literally where I am now in my shedio, out the back is all the fucking barley fields. Oh, nice. I've got quite a few photos of it and I just like take a photo and go, this view, like village life is brilliant. And I'll, I'll sit out there some, some weekends and that. my missus gets the ump because I, I, I enjoy a cigar every now and then. So I'll go out and cool. I'll have a I'll have a glass of whiskey and a cigar and she hates it because I come in and I stink. But um I just sit out the back of my shed and just look out in the field and like just relax mm. and it's nice. And I'm not used to living in big cities or, or, or things like that. I I literally lived in well, Hereford most of my life and that's that is a tiny city, not as small as where you're from, but it's still <laughs> tiny and very much um, country. That's yeah. why you're talking like that. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm then when I moved to the Air Force, I lived at RAF Honington, which is outside, out just outside Bury St Edmunds, literally in the middle of nowhere. The Air Force camp is. Yeah. So I've always sort of been out of the way of the hustle and bustle which is why i hate london so when i was doing my surveillance work i hated going into london because i like like we discussed earlier i hate people yeah especially people that live in london because hey guess what you're rude yeah so rude so rude hate them. um one of my favorite yeah, where i am it's just it's it's lovely like yeah i can't fault it um, I'm originally from Bath, so it's another sort of like really yeah. beautiful part of like Somerset, like or North North Dorset, I think. So, uh, it's class North Bath, Dorset. But, yeah, North Dorset. Um, <laughs> so that's why I've got a bit. Not of a... everything is murder. <laughs> oh, I love the fact that you've watched that the other day. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm. Even like I, I would love to say that I'd go back to Bath, but I became very fortunate and moved to Wales, which is like a small my ver my smaller version of Bath. It's such a pretty little city. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't deal with 
like living i lived in bristol for a year and i, ca I can't do it I just people are just not nice they're all living in their own lanes which is fine i understand that but they yeah, yeah. yeah just the common courtesy of just being polite and i this is one of the things that scares me about this pandemic now like again i won't go into it too much but now that we're all being told that we have to wear face masks what concerns me of that is you can't smile at anyone like yeah. if you and i saw each other and we're walking towards each other but you had a mask on and i had a mask on i'd look at you a little bit like i'd be a bit on edge like yeah. the same as i would if anyone you don't know who's beyond the mask do you? exactly like whereas when your face is uncovered you can give someone a smile like like i said earlier when i was bodybuilding i had to compensate for the fact that I, was, I had a bigger physique and people looked at me like i'd be an idiot or like aggressive or whatever yeah, yeah. and i compensate by just a, a friendly smile do you know what i mean yeah oh we're not going to have that opportunity to do that and that that worries me because people are already on edge people are already like scared or they're wound up because they've like you know lost their job or they're not earning as much or they can't provide for their family like that's that's what's worrying me now about this pandemic it's it's worrying times for that sense i think yeah definitely it's Mate, it's a it's a it's a whole nother like discussion that is. This is a this is a whole nother podcast, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not yeah. go down the rabbit hole today. There's a yeah, few rabbit holes we've divert. We'll, we'll do that next time. But yeah, back back to the, like the uniqueness of like living in in a, in small towns, cities, villages. Like I've always said to the misses that I would I would love like a, a unique sort of country cottage type house that would well, do me down to the ground where i could have my little man shed at the bottom a bit like i've got now and but she, she's very family orientated so she wants to live near her mum and dad yeah, yeah. which to be fair we're not far away from them now we're about eight minutes away that's how close the village is Part of it, it looks like it's fucking miles away but it yeah. is miles away but you know what i mean fucking up knock myself out of me mike but i i I'm quite at home being away from people. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I love coming down to the shed and having a conversation. Like, if if we were in the, if you were actually in here, that would be fine, you know. Yeah. Um, but like, like I said, I I don't like the hustle and bustle. I don't like people in general. I walk around with quite a grumpy face on. Um, but my funny thing is, so my missus is from Kent, so anything anything above Watford the Watford gap is is north so she's like you're a grumpy northerner I'm like I'm not even northern I'm from the <laughs> west midlands <I> <laughs> she's like you're just a grumpy northerner I went well considering I'm from the west of the country not north but whatever I'll yeah. just be a grumpy westerner then um, I, I, I worked security for several years as a, a, I've run a door company. So uh, I ended up working in a nightclub, like or on the door of a nightclub, quite a pretentious nightclub where all the footballers and that go and quite a nice venue. But you learn very quickly, the same as you, to wear a sort of fuck off, don't talk to me face, because otherwise yeah. you guys coming up to you saying, bro how much do you bench or you've got yeah some... <laughs> how much do you bench how much do you weigh 
Yeah. <laughs> or you've got some drunk, silly girl that wants to talk to you. So I just learned very quickly how to have that, like, yeah, yeah. you know, where I'm just like, just don't, don't talk to me. Um, yeah, there's a, a lad that I went to school with. He, he ended up working. I think he does um, CP work now, but he he did a lot of bodybuilding. Ollie Skirm, his name is. He's a fucking absolute. I discussed a couple of podcasts ago. He is. He doesn't have a fault. Like he looks like a Greek god. Like very handsome. Got a nice beard. Nice hairline. He he's packing down low as well. He's got a bit of a schlong on him. It's fucking and, annoying when that happens. Yeah, and they're good right. looking. Great look at and you're like, they... like, he's got to be an arrogant fucking turbo cunt. He's not. He's the nicest bloke you'll ever meet. But I remember him. But hey, he, hey, he, he used to do the doors in in Hereford in a nightclub that I'm pretty sure I'm still banned from. Um, <laughs> that's another story. Um, but yeah, he used to work the doors in there, and he used to put that face on, like to to talking to me. He'd be all nicey, nicey, chat like chatty, chatty, because he knows me. He'd be like, "Oh, Tomo, how's it going?" It's like, "Yeah, well, I mean." But if, if any like the chicks would come up to him, and if he was not interested at all, he'd just literally just stand stand there with his fucking arms folded, and you're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna leave him to it." <laughs> Amazing, mate. Honestly, it'd be. That's 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 exactly how you need to be because it is it's one of those positions. You know how I said like people would judge me for being like a bigger like guy before. When you're on the door, people judge you even harder. So I had it from yeah, both edges because they think straight away that you're going to be some sort of like player dickhead doorman that's just going to sleep with every woman that's there or whatever. And it's just not true. You just can't be bothered. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I always, I always prided myself on, like, never wanting to, like, get with any of the girls that come to the club. But, like, they, it was, it came with the position, unfortunately. Just, they will act different around you than they would in a normal yeah. sense. And you do, you just have to, you gain this, like, just don't talk to me. Like, yeah, no. that's got to be fucking annoying as well, because you're cold sober, and there's nothing worse than a pissed up chick that can't handle a drink. That's it. And like even the doorman that I used to employ, they all used to say that I must have had some secret tunnels that I had all these girls like sneaking them off home because I just never I was never interested. Like I yeah. prided myself on being different, like because I, I never wanted to meet a girl in that situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course not. Because right. everyone looks at you and thinks that you're going to be a player or whatever as a doorman. They think you're just going to be some idiot. And I always felt like I wanted to be that guy that if I ever met like a nice girl at the time, I was like, I never want her to come into the place that I work and think, God, this guy's been with every girl in the club. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm quite a proud person in a way. And it's the same as what I looked for and looked for in a woman. It was that I wanted I wanted to have the girl that the guys couldn't get. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And incidentally, or ironically, sorry, I actually did meet my missus at the nightclub. <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah, I did, but it wasn't. It wasn't in that. It wasn't in that way. It was. Uh, it yeah, was all yeah. done very uh, nicely. But no, it's you. It, it's not nice. You get to see the worst in people as well, men and women. It's a position that changes your view. The same as I'm sure, you have a very different perspective on life from your time that you've served. You've seen things that would change your opinion to someone who's never been out of the country. 
the yeah. same way as working the doors you see behavior that you wouldn't normally see in normal day-to-day -day life if you know what i mean yeah definitely alcohol definitely changes people like the oh, devil's it's not, juice it's not just alcohol i mean i listened to your podcast with uh was it chris barker from sas yeah it's, it's the stuff that he was talking about that everyone gets on nowadays yeah the uh the marching powder yeah and the then colombian the, marching powder oh uh, yeah devil's dandruff it is <laughs> it, it makes if I, people if I'm, yeah if i'm truly honest i've never never touched any of that stuff like the only time i've ever had any sort of narcotics really in my system i tried a spliff once and got weird about my feet which was strange um and then when i took the missus to amsterdam for her birthday we had a, a couple of fucking space cakes brownies whatever they're called and i literally just became an absolute chatterbox like i couldn't shut up um and it was that was about it really i just talked more shit than normal i had mm. some fun with some pigeons in the in the, in the damn square where i i look literally looked like the woman from home alone too i had all these fucking pigeons on me my missus though she just went quiet like didn't say a word and i was like are you gonna talk to me because otherwise i'm just gonna keep talking that's literally how fast i was talking i was like are you gonna talk to me because i'm talking to myself here are you gonna are we gonna have a conversation or not Man, she's like, what yeah my literally missus. everyone was like who's this fucking weirdo <laughs> this is just fell asleep we went to, we went to amsterdam she took me to amsterdam for my birthday last year because i really really wanted to try mushrooms like in a in a like for for me i'm quite a deep person i like going like down rabbit holes like i said yeah, so yeah, yeah i wanted to sort of explore my own subconscious if that makes sense yeah of course so i walked into the shop and i was like dude because there's different types for whatever you want to try and do like if you want to just get a bit giggly or whatever honestly the best experience of my life i literally went down the rabbit hole oh fucking joey rogan says that as well honestly i would I would recommend it to anyone who's in like because they've they're using it now for PTSD. They're not yeah. much that they're using um, is it LSD acid now. They're fast tracking it for people with PTSD because yeah. it's very beneficial and it's had such positive results. Yeah. With See, I need, I need to look into that because I've always been sort of wary of it because I've heard like obviously the horror stories and I'm like. I don't trust my mind when I'm not on anything, let alone if I'm on something. Yeah. Like, I don't really want, because I, I also have that um, it, it, very rare now that I get it now, I'm sort of balanced, but I have that sleep apnea as well. Okay. Where I become paralyzed when I'm sleeping and I feel like things are taking my soul. Like, the, oh, the, the, the only way I can describe it. <laughs> the, the only way i describe this right this is no word of a lie so most of the time i literally unless i'm having a bit of a sleep episode most of the time i will just be paralyzed where i can't move i can literally just move my eyes and i can't scream i can't shout basically my mind is semi-awake but my body is still asleep oh mate this the, this sounds like horrible i'm sorry <laughs> yeah it is right um most of the time, I sort of I can kick myself out of it. The way I do it, I wake up, 
but not be awake and be like, oh, I've just got to go back to sleep. That's how my mind works. And I'll go back to sleep and I'll wake up normal. Then there's the horrible times. Now, these are horrible where I'm all paralyzed, but then I can see coming through the door. And the only way I can describe it is the Dementors from Harry Potter. Mm. They come into the room and I try and shout my missus to, to basically wake me up because these fucking things are going to take my soul. Luckily for me, somehow I make strange noises and she, she does wake me up. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. Because yeah, like... you try you try and fight it and it makes it worse. So you're trying to fucking punch out, but your arms aren't moving. <laughs> and this fucking thing is getting closer to you, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna die in my sleep. I'm I'm gonna be honest, mate. I probably wouldn't. Uh, I don't know if I'd suggest it or not, because you might be used to it now, because you're so used to these demons. <laughs> I'm, you, the... I'm used to being attacked by dementors in my sleep. <laughs> yeah. Me and um, me and a, a good friend of mine um, sort of enjoy like those sort of conversations and going down the rabbit hole and yeah. like about sort of other dimensions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Not in like a trip like a trippy way but in more of an exploration sort of way um, and both of us have encountered whenever like i've done mushrooms and he's done the psychoactive element of um ayahuasca which is dmt yeah. and both of us have got confronted when you sort of go on your trip we've both been confronted by a demon or like a face now and that face for both of us basically has told both of us about ego you have to pass the test about ego yeah and that, that's a, a reoccurring thing in anyone who does these sort of psychedelics or whatever it's all about breaking down the ego because ego is what is like poisonous in humanity that's sort oh, of, one, yeah, of, of main, yeah, that. one of the main sort of messages um so you'd be confronted with that so you might be used to it but it also might scare the fuck out of you because once probably, you get past that <laughs> you're probably scared the fuck out of me these fucking things scare the shit out of me when i'm sleeping yeah i mean it's, it. it's... i've had some horrible ones mate some horrible fucking sleep trips because that's part that's part of it isn't it the um is it serotonin yeah when you're asleep yeah so basically you're you've got something at the front of your um cerebral vortex called the uh the pineal gland yeah um, i didn't want to bro science it so i'll let you explain that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when you it releases chemicals when you're asleep um yeah, yeah. But it's, it's classed as like your third eye um and it al allows you to like when when i did mushrooms some people would say that i spoke to like god or people say they speak to yeah. god but actually my view is that I've actually spoke to my higher being of myself. So it's me going inside of my head and being able to access the parts of my brain that I don't access in yeah. normal day to day life. And honestly, it's one of the most incredible experiences of my life because it was just floods of information. Like it sounds really stupid, but like Were you in was... the movie Limitless. Kind of, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was one of the main messages, which was really funny, was it, like food we were being served because we went to this really nice 
place called Supper Club, which in Amsterdam. Actually, I'm going to turn my light on because you can't really see me. Bear with me two seconds. Yeah, mate, no problem. Oh. Oh, there we go. It should brighten up in a minute. Yeah, so we went to this thing called Supper Club, which is a really nice venue where it's sort of like a, a theatre sort of shape, but there's beds all the way around it. Yeah. And then you have entertainment, so there's people on ropes and, you know, the uh, fabric where they do spin. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like aerobatics. So loads of music and you're all led on beds, all next to each other. So we're surrounded by people and I'm there tripping my bollocks off <laughs> like <laughs> on this little space journey, giggling because I... My missus didn't do it. She was like, I'm going to look after you while you do this. But we had this thing that we went to. And one of the messages was like, this food would come up, came up, and my, I could taste where the food came from. Like, it was literally like, oh, this came from the ground. And my body was, my mind was laughing at my body saying, your body's stupid. I'm the powerful one. And... <laughs> <laughs> It's just floods of information. One of the main ones was actually that I need to eat more from the ground, which was, which is true because I was like from bodybuilding for so many years, I stopped eating green beans and stuff because I was bored of it. Like, and it was, it just gave me so many answers and it actually affected the way that my life went forward for the next few months. Like, and it's, it's positively affected me. And I think that everyone needs to do it at some point. Like you need to be in the right environment. You hear that, that, listeners? You get those fucking mushrooms. <laughs> you get those mushrooms. You get those fucking mushrooms. Yeah. And you get on it. Absolutely. <laughs> Go searching for the answers. <laughs> Go to Amsterdam, search for the answers, come home a better person. Absolutely. It helped me. Dude, we've been going for nearly two hours. Yeah, I know. I was literally just about to say we'll, we'll stop we'll, we'll, calling it quits on, yeah, we'll on, on tripping up. tripping on mushrooms yeah I'm, I'm getting hungry man i haven't eaten yet <laughs> yeah oh mate i had a fucking cracking lasagna if that makes it any better oh dude Came thanks home, all made for me she's a she's a good egg but I'm mate not... in all seriousness mate it's been a fucking brilliant episode like yeah i've really enjoyed it thank you for inviting um, me you're 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 welcome anytime mate anytime you fancy just having a fucking chat ping me a message and i'll get you on mate let's go, we'll go for a beer <laughs> let's yeah. we can talk about some of the subjects we won't do go it mate <laughs> go for mate, a beer. No, thank, thanks thanks again on. and um all, any help with the um like you said with the the link that you're going to send me that'd be great because uh the ride is you know is yeah mate i'll uh i'll i'll ping you out the the link to to brennan sharp and and the Thick Boy Bike Club. If you um, ping me your links as well for for the charity. Yep, absolutely. Out for you, mate. Awesome, mate. Well, thanks a lot. And um, when does this air? Just because a couple of people messaged me. Ah, now this will be out. Uh, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, it'll definitely be out tomorrow because I usually do it straight after, but it's like. It's, it's nearly 10 o'clock. Yeah. And <laughs> my missus will be like, you going to spend any time with me? But, uh... I'm. <laughs> That's the real reason I need to go because my missus is inside probably like going, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, so many times I've said to the missus, she's like, how long are you going to be? I'll go, I don't know, about an hour, like four hours later. Yeah. <laughs> mate, it's been fascinating. Mate, again, thank it's you. an absolute privilege to have you on. Cheers again, mate. Cheers, mate. Take it steady. So there you have it. The latest instalment with Lee 
and what a, what a fucking chap. What an absolute gent, true savage, like I said. One of the best, best podcasts I've done. Um, the conversation flowed brilliantly, and it's just like talking to a mate. And and the guy is very knowledgeable in, in so many different um, avenues and and what have you. So make sure you guys go and follow him on um, Instagram at Lee underscore Ibison. Make sure you check that out and make sure you go to www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Tom dash Davies 65. Make sure you do it. Make sure you donate. Let's get them above and beyond their expected total. But without further ado, I've been Tomo. This has been the Granite Zero podcast. And as they say in the regiment, per ardua, through adversity, I'm Tomo and I'm out.